may be seated. I am so honored to be here. I told my church I was coming on a missions trip to Dallas to try to convert some cowboy fans to Jesus. That's why I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Pastor Evan, man, he built me an uphill battle from, from jump, man. It just uh, hitting that. I am so honored to be with you. We have heard of and been celebrating with you for quite some time what God is doing in this place. You're visionaries, and that's what they are. They're not just talkers or preachers. They're visionaries. Isn't it good to follow someone who knows where they're going? Somebody who's got a vision beyond today. They're, they're taking you somewhere. Let, let me help you with something. Let me help you with something. I, I, I'm going to get to the message in just a minute. Mark this down. Whatever you don't celebrate will exit your life. If you don't celebrate your money, it will exit. Has anyone ever had some money leave your life that because you, you didn't handle it right? How do you know if you don't celebrate your health, it will exit your life? Oh, it, it will leave if you, don't, if you don't celebrate it. If we don't celebrate the leaders God places in our life, they go from being our pastors to just becoming our preachers. And you don't want, you, you don't want to be in this place and only have a preacher. You need a pastor, a covering, a shepherd that can look over and pray. When my wife and I spend time with your pastors, they're talking about you all. They're excited about what God is doing in your life and what He's doing with the ministry overall. And God has given you some of the absolute best, I believe, across the nation. The wisdom, the love. Come on, you, you can celebrate right now. I, I know you, not, you ain't got to wait till the end of the month. You can say, thank God for our pastors. Thank God for the visionaries. Amen. Amen. The Bible actually calls them the angels of the church. Uh, angels are messengers. No, you need a messenger. I need a messenger. Yeah, yeah. Because the Bible says that your heart is deceitful. Your heart will tell you some things that is not right, and you need a messenger from heaven to tell you what is right. No, no, that. So thank God for your leaders. Celebrate them. Pour into them. And watch what God will do back in your life. I tell you, just nothing like having people like that. And, and Pastor Evan and I are, we, we, we are brothers uh, from another mother kind of thing. Uh, uh, he, he got all the looks and uh, I, uh, they, they robbed the pigment out of my skin. But that's okay. Don't let the white boy fool you. Don't let the white boy fool you. It's all good. Uh, but, um, and my wife, I married a Puerto Rican, y'all. Cindy, Cindy, stand up. Stand up, Cindy. Come on. I know you don't mind it. Stand up. Lord, look what the Lord has done. Ah, look what the Lord i like to introduce you to my brick house. That's what that is right there. So anyway. Uh, and if ever there was sisters made in heaven, it is she and Pastor Sarah. I'm telling you that I just, I enjoy laying in bed at night and listen to her and Pastor Sarah have conversations. I hear one side, but I know everything being said, everything not being said. It's just, I love that. And uh, you all are a tremendous blessing in our lives. We love you dearly. And thank you. Pastor Evan came down and spoke last year at Free Life Chapel and tore the house up. They're like, when's he coming back? Bring the man back. I said, he's coming back. Just hold on, man. So anyway, love you guys much. And we're honored to be with you all today. We, we really are. Amen. Well, let me just talk to you for a couple of minutes today. I, we pastor Free Life Chapel in Lakeland, Florida. That would go to nowhere and take a left. We're about 35 minutes from Mickey Mouse, and if that helps you any. Uh, but but, but I, I don't know about you, but, but in, in Florida, uh, where we are, I found out it's easy to just get stuck in life. Have you ever felt like you just, you, 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 you want to be somewhere that you're not? You should be further than where you are right now. Has anyone ever had that frustration on the inside? Like, it should be better than where I am right now. I, I got dreams bigger than my present reality. I, life can get stuck. Have you ever seen someone who their hair got stuck in a, in a former decade? 
like, like you need to do something with that right there. That is like a train wreck right there, baby. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting stuck. I grew up in Virginia and, and we got snow in Virginia and our cars would get stuck in the snow. And when I mean stuck, I mean you ain't going nowhere. Uh, you're uh, stuck. It, it's frustrating to just get stuck. It, it's, it's frustrating when you can get stuck in low expectations and get stuck in uh, just a routine that becomes just a grave with both ends kicked out. It's, it's frustrating when you've reached that point where just nothing is going on in life. In fact, that's why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, it says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Watch this, watch this. You can get weary doing the right thing. Don't, don't get weary doing good. Doing, it ain't that you did anything wrong. God knows when we do things wrong, we know we jacked that up, right? But don't grow weary doing the good things. It's interesting, the word weary there in the Greek, it actually means you can begin to leak in life. You, you, you can begin to leak, you know, a, a, a perfectly good tire every now and then. Even if it doesn't have a leak, it still has to be refilled with air because things leak. You know, you and I, we leak hope. We leak joy. We leak vision. We leak faith. And that's why it's important we come together on these weekends and we have those times of fellowship that we can be around other folks that can remind us what this faith is all about and restore and pour back into us what seems to be pulled out all week long. Leaking is something that we do. But this is a plan of the enemy because Daniel chapter 7 says this, that the enemy, he tells us the enemy's plan, his whole plan is to weary the saints. Weary the saints to wear them down. Daniel chapter 7, 25. To wear them down. You see, that you, you and I, we do more damage to people around us when we're worn down as opposed to out of the race. Because you see, in, in the military, they've they, they got these guys with these ingenious minds on creating weapons, how to hurt people. And, but, but one of the main things that they will do is they would almost rather wound a man as opposed to take him out. Because if a man is killed on the battlefield, he falls and one can take him off the battlefield. But if a man or a woman is wounded on the battlefield, sometimes it takes two or three other people out of the battle just to take care of that one person. You see, you and I, if you, we leak so much, we can become weary and become heavy on the family. And now the whole family's got to stop momentum to try to take care of this situation. And sometimes it's so bad, it's not a situation, it's a situation. You know what I'm talking about. And we got to be careful and know that, man, I don't want to grow weary in well-doing. I've got to keep myself strong. The enemy's coming to wear me out. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm coming through this situation right here. God is greater than what I'm facing right now. I love that the Bible gives away the enemy's plan. Getting stuck. Wearing us down. To come to rob and steal just so that we we begin to leak in life. You see, the word mediocre, you've heard this before, the word mediocre means stuck halfway up the mountain. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I used to be. But I ain't going nowhere in life. It's frustrating when you feel like you're stuck. Because you see, the enemy enemy comes this way. Discouragement, it doesn't attack your ability to It attacks your willingness to try. It's amazing. You can see people that are weary and they have all this capacity, all this ability, but they're just not trying anymore. Tell your neighbor, don't don't, don't ever lose your try. Don't ever lose your try. Don't don't ever lose your try. Yeah, yeah. Can't afford to get stuck. So are are there any, let me ask you, are there any Mac users, uh, computer, any Mac users? Where are the Mac users in the place? Saved, going to heaven, amen, all right, good. Any, 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 any PC users? You, anybody still just on the PC? Okay. Praying for you. Okay. I, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, so, so, so when I was a PC user before I met Jesus, but when I was a PC, I'm playing, I'm playing. When I was a PC user, 
when I was a, a PC user, uh, like, um, uh, we, I, if you're working on a document, uh, working on something, all of a sudden, the whole screen just freezes up. And like you got this document you've been working on or a paper you've been working on and, and the whole screen freezes up and you're like, no, because you know the next thing is just going to tell you it's got to shut down an earth thing you just got done doing. You're about to lose the whole shooting match right there, right? So you're rebuking the devil and you're claiming in the name of Jesus and you're trying to, okay, and you know, it ain't going to nowhere. I, I, but, but, but PC put inside of their operating system these, these three buttons. That will help you unstick the screen. I, I, I love these buttons. It's called Control Alt Delete. Yeah, I got yeah, thank God for the buttons right there, right? Control Alt. That's, 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 thank you for preaching with me today. That's, that's what I want to talk to you about just for the next couple of minutes today. How how do I unstick my life? How do I keep from weariness taking over? How do I stop being so heavy and I get my joy and get my fight back? How, how do I get out of the routine and get back to hyper advancing in Christ? How do I do that? Sometimes you got to hit the control, alt, delete button. Let, let's, let's go there today. Let's go there. The, the first one, the first one very simply, control. These three steps, I believe, will really help us to upgrade our vision and upgrade our joy. The first thing you got to do is control. You've got to make sure you have given God the control of your life. If you're going to unstick a marriage, if you're going to unstick a future, if you're going to unstick a relationship, you want to, you want to unstick your joy, I've got to, before I go anywhere else, is God the one that is in control of my life? Is He really leading this whole thing? Have you ever felt just like stuck? Maybe I've got a picture here. I think uh, they had this up. That, that you, uh, the, the little kid. You got the little kid picture. I don't know if you all had that or not. Don't don't. Have, okay, we don't have that one. They're working. Okay, it's all good. I got this picture. It's hilarious. It's this little kid holding this little tricycle wheel. He's going, Jesus, take the wheel. Have you ever just felt like I'm going to lose my mind up in here? <laughs> Come on now. You, you, again, don't let the white boy fool you. All right, just, we just got to go there. Just, Get bad about it. Let's, let's just kind of roll this thing, right? Let's, let's just go here. <laughs> We're going to have church today. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. So back to church. Back to church. But let me ask you something. Can we really control our lives? I mean, think about it. The truth is, it takes one text message to rearrange your entire day. It takes one flash of news coming across the screen and everything just changes and the whole nation shuts down. We, the truth is we find out how fragile life really is. How fragile home really is. Relationships. It's amazing how we really, we really don't have it that way. In Florida, man, a hurricane blows in and everything shuts down. We just came through Irma and it's been crazy how it has upset and rearranged the world down there. Are we really in control? I don't think so. So how do I take control of my life? I've got to give it back to God. Your life is above your pay grade to run. You don't have the capacity to make the full decisions that need to be made. You need God speaking and exhaling up inside your life. Because here's the deal. I can't avoid pain, but I've got to find purpose in what God is doing in my life and know that He's going to make all things work together for my good. I've got to know that He's running this thing. David, he wrote it this way in Psalm 25. David said this, Unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. 
Unto you do I bring my life. I can't handle this thing. I can't be king. I can't be dad. I can't be husband. I can't be friend. I can't be business owner. I need Jesus to lead me in these things. i got to make decisions with the ability to see around the corner. Because this economy is crazy. And Washington, oh my God, pray for why. We just need some help in our nation, in our lives, in our homes. Some places, the family that you came up out of. Making decisions that live stronger. So you become a visionary for the entire family. Showing your kids a way to live that they never experienced, that you never experienced. We need God's ability to lead our lives and go where God has called us to go. You need God controlling your world. You see, God God takes control of your life the exact moment we start following His Word. Old maps will never take you to new destinations. Now, you, you, y'all remember the day when you had to unfold them big old maps? Oh, if you never unfolded a map, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. You, you, you just missing it. Cause how many of you know they never fold back the same way? They never go back. No, you, you make your own folds because they ain't folding back. You can fight, cuss, kick, you can do it all. It ain't going back. It ain't going back. Those old maps were all fine and that's all good. Triple A, plan out the whole trip. But today it's a whole new world. You can Google some stuff and they're always putting new roads in here and there. And, 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 and those maps don't always match. You need a new map in your mind where God is taking you because God's got a new plan for your life. Uh, in, 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 uh, down there in Florida uh, at, at Disney World, they got this thing just outside the gate called the Richard Petty Driving Experience. Now, I ain't never been a NASCAR fan in my entire life. If you are, I'm loving you. It's all good. But I just ain't never been no doubt. Like guys driving a car around in circles. I don't see that as a sport. I ain't buying into that whole thing, you know. But it's all good. And they paint them good too. Uh, but, but it's, it's all good. And, and so, but I went, I went. We were doing a, a sermon series. And so I jumped into it. And, and Pastor Evan, I got in there and, and I got there and they would give me the little routine. Okay, here's what's up. You got to put the onesie on. And so I got in this little driver's onesie deal. Like, okay, how you like me now? And, and they gave me a helmet. So I'm kind of feeling like I'm up in my game here, a little man card stuff. And, and I had to, the doors were welded shut, so I had to slide in the door like, okay, this is kind of nice. And then they put seatbelts across me like Charlotte's Web. I mean, I'm like covered up in seat. Like, what in the world? They, they, they buckled my helmet to the back, to, to, the, to the seat, and there was no one beside me. And this, this, this engine is just rumbling. And they said, okay, here's what's up, preacher. They said, there's going to be a pace car right in front of you. And if you can stay with the pace car, you're going to take eight laps around this one-mile track. And as you go around this track, you're going to see a guy, the flag guy. And if you are following too close to the to, to the pace car, he's going to start waving the yellow flag, meaning to back off a little bit. If you're too far back, if you're too far back, he's going to start waving the, the, the green flag. You need to speed up a little bit. You've got to stay within two car lengths of this guy or we're going to think that the pace car is driving too fast for your comfort and he will slow down to stay with you. They said, so when you go around now, if you're doing good, you're going to see us just waving a white flag. And that means we're going to take another lap. And when we take this lap, we're going to speed up. We're going to go faster and faster. Oh, there we go. See, I'm looking, I'm looking right, right there, right? My onesie. See my onesie? That's me right there in my onesie. So I get in there and they said, oh, wait, before you go. They said, you see this little white plunger down here right below the steering wheel? I said, yeah. They said, if you crash... This ain't no Disney ride, you understand. If you crash, close your eyes, close your mouth, and pull that plunger. It's going to fill the car with foam. It'll put out any fire that is around your body. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm, I'm like, what? I'm confessing to stuff I ain't never even done before in my life, right? We take off before we're even out of the pits. We're in fourth gear. 
This, this pace driver, he was not joking. And whoom, here we go. We're riding up close to one going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I mean, it was just right there. And then we're coming to the corner and he's, he's, they said, stay right behind me. He starts feathering down hard. And man, I start cutting that wheel down and I can feel those tires gripping that asphalt. It's trying to leave, but man, it's holding on. And man, I'm like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, and feathered back up. We're up beside the next wall and man, he hits it. When he hit that gas, I hit that gas and whoom, man, 400 horsepower. It was put- it was like, oh my goodness, this is living right here. I felt like Pastor Evan on the interstate. It was amazing. Just kind of, and, and so it was, and so we're, man, I'm moving and, and I see the flag guy and he's like, white flag. Okay, that means I'm staying close enough. So whoom, we take one lap and whoom, we take two laps and getting faster and faster. Well, they told us before we started that the top speed that anybody can reach is 122 miles an hour. 122 was the top speed on, on this course. It's a one mile track. So like, and there's like uh, 10, 15 of us guys in, in this, in this group and I'm the only preacher in the group. So I'm trying to represent her. And so I, I'm like trying, I got to, I got to make sure that, you know, and so, so we, we taking all the laps and, and we all come in after doing all of our driving. It was an amazing experience. We come in and we sit down and, and we, 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 they start passing out certificates and for the guy who drove you 89.9 miles an hour. And it's like, oh my God, right? Are you serious? Okay, a courtesy clap. And they gave him his certificate, you know, working it down the line. I'm just talking real with you right now. And 111 miles an hour is so and so. Okay, then 111, that's good. Well, it comes down to me and just one other guy right at the very end. I'm going, Jesus, 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 for the kingdom, for the kingdom's sake. God, just, just, just make sure your kingdom looks good. You know what I'm saying? And, and they called Billy Bob before me, and and, and, and then so the, with the fastest time, 122.7 miles an hour. Scott Thomas, like, oh, what's up? What's up? Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a blast. But here's here's what I learned. Here's what NASCAR taught me about Jesus. If I'm going to give him control. My speed was determined by my ability to follow close. Everybody else was in the same car I was driving. On the same road I was on. Same pace guys, same opportunity as I had. But based on my willingness to follow close, determined that if the pace car could get faster or not. If I didn't stay with him, he would slow down to stay with me because he promised he would never leave me nor forsake me. So I just don't like the thought of God having to slow down to stay with me. We think that we're waiting on God, but just maybe the flag is women saying, would you please speed up? Because the speed of your obedience determines the speed of your advance in life. Oh, God, I... I I'm feeling kind of churchy right now here. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Would you turn to someone and tell them you got to follow fast, follow fast, follow fast. You do it God's way, you get God's results. How, how do I unstick my life? I got to give Him control. Number one, you got to follow fast. God, I'm following you. Whatever you said to do, bam. You said the tithe, bam, I'm on it. You said read my word, bam, I'm on it. You said the honor, bam, I'm on it. Whatever your word says, where God has an opinion, yours is irrelevant. I ain't got to negotiate. I ain't got to argue. I, I, my opinion is a joke. If God said something, that's my opinion right there. That, that's how I roll. That's how I roll. I gave him control. Follow fast. He advances your life. Number one, one more. Number two, how do I unstick my life? Well, then you got to control alt. Well, what's the alt? You got to alter your confession. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to unstick your life, 
Your life is going to go where your words go. Proverbs 18, 21, there is life and death in the power of your tongue. And you will reap the reward, the benefit, the fruit thereof of what you speak. You have to understand your words matter. When you, when you hit the ground tomorrow morning, when your feet come out of that bed and hit the ground, you can't be going, it's going to be a terrible, no good for nothing week. It's going to have hair growing on. It's going to be an ugly week. It's a ter- No, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. Favor's on its way from the north, south, east, and west. I think I'm God's favorite. Walk up inside that office tomorrow smiling at people. It'll make them all nervous. But walk up in that place just smiling. It's all good. God is good. Mm-mm, good. Mm-mm. Just enjoy, but live your life on a red bull, man, and let God use your life. Don't be talking about marriage. This marriage ain't never going to make it. We ain't never going to be able to afford that. Watch it because it's self-fulfilling prophecy when you declare over your life. I got to watch my mouth. You see, the moment we start complaining is the moment you stop advancing. The moment you start complaining is the moment that it puts a stop sign in front of your life because words give direction to your life. Let me help you with something. You fight wrong thoughts with right words. You fight wrong thoughts with right words. We all have wrong thoughts. Has anybody had a wrong thought since you've been in church this morning? Raise your hand. Raise your hand in here. I know. Yes, you have. I, I hate that jacket. What's he got that little scarf thing in his little thing for? I, got that, that. I know. It's all good. It's all good. He dressed like his wife. No, she dressed like me. She dressed like me. That's how. Hey, but, it's, it's, but look, we all have wrong thoughts. We all have wrong thoughts. But you've got to fight wrong thoughts with right words. You've got to begin to speak over top of those situations. Dr. Cho, in his book, The Fourth Dimension, one of my favorite books, Dr. Cho said this, that, that Korean neurologists have discovered that the speech center of your brain rules over the nervous system of your body. It supersedes and goes over. In other words, in other words when your body's feeling funky, speak to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Speak to your system. Speak peace over your life. Call those things that are not as though they were. We have to understand the power of the spoken word over our life. We have to alter our declaration. You have to understand. We have to be able to stand in a dark room and talk about the light that's on the other side. This, this is temporary. You see, the rooster crows while it's still dark. Not because he's afraid of the dark, but he's announcing something's coming you cannot see right now. And Phil Collins said it best. I can feel it coming in the edge. You got to know something else is coming. And folk will think you lost your mind up in here, up in here. When you start talking about better days are coming, baby. Get your camera and take a picture right now. Because in two weeks, it's going to be a whole nother level I'm going into. And you got to know something better's on the way. Talk about where you're going, not just where you've been. You see, we got to stop talking out of our, out of our experience and start talking out of our expectation. You guys start talking forward, not backward. You understand. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I love this. The Bible says that the word of God is sharp like a two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing sword. Watch this. Watch it. A two-edged sword. The word edge in the Greek is an interesting word. The word edge in the Greek, it literally means a mouth. It's, this, this is a two-mouthed weapon. Uh, the thing that, that makes a sword so powerful is it cuts going in and it can cut coming out. Oh yeah, and sometimes it's the second cut that does more damage than just the first cut. And so you have to understand, this word is a two-mouthed weapon. But if you and I are not declaring it, we're going to minimize its effect. 
Because God spoke this word into existence. That's one mouth. But if there's going to be another edge, you're going to have to say this word right back to him again. God said, I'm the head and not the tail. <laughs> How you like me now? You got to, you got to speak this word. By his stripes, I am healed. It's not the, it's not good enough that just he spoke it, but can you repeat it back to him and turn this into a two-edged sword, a two-mouth sword to destroy the enemies that are trying to come and take your mind and take your family and steal your finances and attack your body? No, I'm standing and declaring the promises of God over my life. Speak increase, speak favor, speak joy and sometimes you got to encourage yourself in the Lord have you ever left yourself a voicemail oh you're missing the greatest opportunity some of y'all need today before it's over today because you don't know what Tuesday holds call yourself and leave yourself the best voicemail on your own phone right now I'm telling you Y'all think the white boy done lost his mind. I'm telling you right now. There ain't nothing like that. Scott, it's going to be all right. God is on your side. It's going to be fine. And by the way, you're looking good today, son. And, and God's going to help this marriage. And he's going to turn the situation around. And I speak over myself. And it's crazy how you'll listen to that voicemail back. And you'll kind of laugh at yourself. But you'll realize that you just heard from the smartest person in your entire life just then, you know. And you hold on to that thing. And you'll be surprised how it will encourage you later. Here's what I've learned. If other people's voice will encourage me, then I can use my voice to encourage me as well. Paul spoke the word over his own life. Oh yeah, what shall separate me from the love of Christ? He preached to himself regularly. you got to speak the word over your life. That's why Psalm 141 says, Set a guard at my mouth, O Lord. Keep a watch over the door of my lips. I've got to speak life in my world. Control. Give God control. Follow fast. Alter your declaration. Stop talking down. Start talking up. Stop talking out of experience. Start talking out of expectation. And the third thing I'm going to get into, I'm going to be done with this right here, is you've got to delete your past. If you're going to unstick your life, control, alt, delete. You've got to let, turn to someone and say, let them go. Just say, let them go, let them go, let them go, let them go. Let me help you with one of the greatest keys about how to get over your past. Stop talking about it. I just bless myself. <laughs> you, you got to just stop talking about it. There have been some folks that they got an ex has been their ex for, for nine years, but they're talking about him so much it's like they're still married to him right now. You got to let them go. You got to stop talking about that mess. That was them. This is now. Let them go. Let me hear you. Let them go. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. You got to let them go. Oh, turn to someone's mind. He's talking to you, Ethel. He's talking to you right now, Ethel. Ethel, he, he done talking to you. See, there's nothing that holds as much power over your life as your past. Because your past creates an imprint on your soul. And you live up to or down to that expectation. Well, I got hurt before when I did that, so I ain't going to try it again. The devil is a liar. We, we have to learn. We have to be very careful because your, your memory can become your biggest obstacle to faith and your future. That's why we need our mind renewed on a regular basis. I got to keep upgrading my mind, upgrading my game, and put my mind on Him. Set your things on affections above, not on things below. I got to keep knowing that there's a better thing coming because you remember, then you relive, and you reinforce all of that fear, and it holds you down. But you got to let it go. That's why 2 Corinthians 10 4 says this The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Strongholds, strongholds. Strongholds are where you get stuck. 
What is a stronghold? A stronghold is a lie that's been wrapped in experience. And it's become your BS. Your belief system. Your belief system. It's become your, it's, it's become your belief system. I'm talking like I'm at home right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... Tell your neighbor, get your BS right. Get your BS right. You got to get your belief system. You got you to get your belief system on. Mm-hmm. A lie. We're never going to make it. We're never going to make it. We're never going to make it. And then you have experiences of pain and hardship and difficulty. And experience gets wrapped around the lie. And it becomes something you live up or you live down to based on that experience. It becomes a stronghold to you. But here's what's interesting. The word echo in the Greek. I'm sorry. The the, the word stronghold in the Greek comes from the base and the root word echo. An echo, 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 echo. A stronghold is an echo, echo, echo. It's amazing how we can hear at seven years old, you're stupid. And at 37, you're still hearing stupid, 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 stupid. You're never going to make it. Well, this family, we are never going to make it. And here you got your own family. And you're still here, never going to make it, never going to make it, never going to make it, never going to make it. And that echo, it creates a stronghold. And we never expect for more. And God's word, we clap over it, but we ain't living for it. We're not reaching for it. I'm not leaning into it. I'm not going to work the word. I'm not working these promises. And I let it begin to dictate to my life. But if you're going to unstick your life, you've got to break the, break the stronghold. My sister taught me how to break a stronghold. When we were, when, years ago, I told you I was raised in Virginia. And, and, uh, and, and, and in Virginia, we lived in the mountains, like, like mountains. And, and we went to this park uh, uh, for like a, a big getaway for our family. It's called Hungry Mother Park. I'm not playing. That's what the name of the... Uh, it was Hungry Mother... And to get there, you had to drive over the mountains and through the valleys. And it was all winding roads. You need to pull over, throw up, get back in the car, and keep on driving again. And, and, but, but for entertainment, and I'm not playing, there was this one place that was like a wide spot in the road, right? And, and it's a place where cars would pull over on the wide side of the road. And you get out. And I didn't understand it until I got the first time. And I said, what are we doing? So we're going to get out and look. We're going to get out and what? We're going to look. That's what everyone else is doing. They're looking. And so we pulled over and you get out and there's a rock wall and everyone's looking and the valley was coming together and a river was running down the bottom and the trees were all turning different colors. It was like God himself had just exhaled on that part. It was the most beautiful, even at a young age, it was just amazing. I'm sitting there going, oh. And I turned to yell at my mom and I said, mom. And when I yelled at mom, I heard mom, mom, mom. I went, oh. I never heard that before. So I wasn't no dummy. I like my name. Scott. And I heard Scott, 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 Scott. Oh, a little narcissistic, but that's okay. And so I stepped there. Scott. And so my, my game then became how many times could I hear the echo come back at me? And so I'm just enjoying Scott and Scott, 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 Scott. And, 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 I, and my, my little punk, my, my sister, my sister who's five years younger than me. She's standing beside me, and so following her little brother, I go, Scott! And I hear about three Scots come back, and she goes, Tammy! <laughs> the spawn of Satan is beside me. I was so frightened, like, are you serious? Scott! Tammy! Because <laughs> you know what she was doing? I heard about two or three Scots until she put a Tammy on top of my Scott. And her Tammy crushed my Scott. How do you stop an echo? You start a new sound. 
Oh, I'm talking to somebody in this place right here, right now. It's time to start a new sound on top of the echo that's been going on in your head and in your family and over the generations if you're never going to make it and it's always going to be this way and we're never coming out. I double dog dare you to begin to lift your hand and say, God, but you're good and I'm favored and you're on my side and if you're for me, nothing can shut me down and I receive your joy and I'm full of hope and I'm full of peace. I'm full of love. you got to begin to start a new sound over top of everything that's trying to be a stronghold in your life. Stand to your feet if you would, word of truth. Stand to your feet. If I'm going to unstick my life, I've got to give Him control. I've got to alter my declaration. And I've got to delete a past by starting a new sound about my future. I just, I want to, i got to pray over you today because I, it's time for you to come out of, there's more in your life than where you're living right now. There's more for you. I, I don't want you to get frustrated, but I want you to expect more and I want you to reach for more. I want you to begin to pray for more and worship and believe for more. Anybody got a dream beyond your present reality right now? Anybody believe over something? Great? Oh good, me too, me too, me too. And that's what makes us alive in Him. We're going to reach for it. We're going to get there. I want to ask you to bow your heads all through this place before, just before I pray over you. I got to ask before we go any further. If you're in this place and you don't know Christ as your Savior, just listen to me for one second. NASCAR drivers will tell you this. If your car ever goes into a spin and you've lost control, they say the drivers that come out and get back out of the tailspin are the ones who can put their eyes down the road and they, they avoid looking at the wall. They say, if you look at the wall, you're going to hit it. But if you can look down the road, you're going to come out of the tailspin. Some of you today are in a tailspin because you don't know Jesus as your Savior. And life is going out of control. And all you can see is the wall. I'm here to tell you the way out is to look down the road. And Jesus is waiting on you today. You're not stuck. You're not by yourself. It's a safe place. He's going to welcome you. He's not going to beat you down. He's excited. He's mad about you. He's not mad at you.